Huzzah, Rangers! This is your boy, Uncle Baby Philly, here at the Jacks Rangers Show. Huzzah! Um, I am joined with Diamond Dave. I'll bring him on in a moment. We are doing our Charlotte preview, and I am wearing my Charlotte Checkers hockey jersey because I am a Charlotte boy. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, this particular episode because I've got slightly divided loyalties. Now, I am, of course, wearing my uh, Free Jacks hat, but I wanted to quickly mention our sponsor of this and every single episode is Inkify. Inkify does custom printing and embroidery since 2010. Inkify provides high-quality decorated apparel nationwide. From ordering the apparel to printing, adding a private label, folding, bagging, and fulfillment, they handle it all so you don't have to. Visit Inkify.com to get started with your order and tell them TJRS sent you and you'll get 15% off your entire order. That is a hell of a deal. And with that, I'm going to welcome in Diamond Dave McVeigh. Dave, how the hell are you? I am doing fantastic. Phil, how are you? Excellent. I'm super, super excited that finally we are in week one right now, Rangers. It was a long and cold and wacky offseason, but we are right there and the light at the end of the tunnel is there. On Sunday, your defending champions, the New England Free Jacks, are playing something called Anthem Rugby Carolina, and they play in Charlotte. We'll get right into it here in a moment. But you know, I, I wanted to uh, you know quickly uh, say again that I am wearing my Charlotte Checkers jersey. This is like a, a 90s vibe style jersey. When I was a kid, uh, my mom... Uh, and my sister would always go to Charlotte Checkers games, uh, like at least once a year. So I knew about hockey a long, long time ago. When I first moved up here, people tried to explain hockey to me. I'm like, no, 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 I've known hockey my entire life. So, yeah, man, uh, just That's really, really excited. And I, and I feel very, very emotional about this homecoming because I'm going to be there along with, I'm guessing, between 20 and 30 Free Jacks fans, Rangers. Uh, we'll be invading Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, <laughs> my home city, if you will to see this game uh, as the defending champions take on a brand new franchise, a special franchise, a development team for USA rugby funded by world rugby, major league rugby owners. It's just, it's an interesting concept. And I, I just, I'm, I'm so fired up about this, Dave, and I know that you are too, and we're going to get yeah. into that. Um, but first I wanted to talk to you about um what was discussed recently uh, through a poll out there, our buddy, mm -hmm. our L.A. correspondent, Liam Madigan, brought up the topic of overtime in Major League Rugby. And he said he, he was ready to die on that hill in favor of it. Uh, so we did put out some Ranger polls out there. And it was an absolute slaughter, David. I, I thought it might have been closer than it was. I saw on Twitter specifically it was like 70-30. And I think yeah. it might the, the margin may have been even wider in other areas. But um I, you know, I in soccer, I like a draw. I have no problem with that. You get one point uh, for drawing a game. But at the same time, as a red-blooded American, I understand it's kind of like kissing your cousin. Um, so I think I would be okay with some reasonable overtime laws in MLR, and I am in the vast minority, as it seems, with that. What's your quick thoughts on this, David? I think my first thought is that it's – I think it's pretty hard to structure good overtime mm -hmm. rules for rugby. Yeah. I think a sport like that – and soccer is kind of similar, you know – 
Um, football, NFL is not that dissimilar either. Any really possession-oriented game mm-hmm. that that relies on like a long play time to equal out, you know, the the, the battle for possession mm-hmm. is I think it really struggles to come to a conclusion quickly. Like when you switch from like, okay, we're gonna take eighty minutes and see who can do the most in that time to like, all right, well we'll give you another ten. I think it I think the calculus changes a lot. Um the NFL tried to address it with, you know, a planned possession and you see all sorts of stuff what you're really talking about at that point is like a simulated game right yeah you're going to change the rules of the game and and, mm-hmm. and test a few outcomes and give each team a few opportunities and see who does the most with it um i'm happy for a draw i don't think there's anything wrong with it um i think when you need a winner you need a winner and you got to have rules for for things like uh playoffs right post but, has it yeah but short of that for the regular season i'm I'm pretty okay with it not overtime does lead to some like really good narrative, right? Mm-hmm. It, it tells good stories and sports are stories. Like that's what you're really selling people. Yes. Yep. Action and story and, and what happens over the course of the game. So I get the argument for it, but it also introduces headaches and frustrations. And I don't think the, um, I don't think the upside is worth that downside. Um, Interesting. Okay. The most compelling, I think, smartest argument I've seen against it, um, which is not my argument. I think it might have been Mark Fitzpatrick on Facebook, but I should. Was this the player welfare yes. argument? Yeah, I should. Yeah, it, it's player welfare. These guys are battered enough after 80 minutes, and ties. You know, a draw is not super common, but asking people to go out there and keep putting their bodies on the line does also change the the player welfare outlook for. Mm-hmm. For that, you know, guys, guys are giving it their all, knowing that when the clock hits eighty and the ball goes dead, the game's done. Whatever right. the result is, um, and you know, maybe it's maybe it's very unathletic and lazy of me, but man, anybody who's ever like finished an A side <laughs> rugby game and they've yep. been told, "Hey, uh, by the way, we got we we need you in that B game." No, thank you. And we're gonna need you to lock that that at least the first half, okay, Phil? You got another half? No, in you? no. You know, it's that's oh, you, you got to dig deep for that. Yeah, I got to dig deep. Yep. So for sure. Um, I I think it's interesting. I think it's a good question to ask, but that's those are the reasons that I personally come come down on the nah. We don't need to change it. Side. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty rare uh, occurrence to have a draw, especially in Major League Rugby. I know that there was a big one over the weekend in the Six yeah. Nations, and I felt bad for Italy with the circumstances that they had. Um, I <laughs> I showed somebody uh, that that came over to my apartment. I was like, you have as they walked through the door. I was like, you have to watch this. Look at this highlight. Isn't this heartbreaking? Don't you feel bad for Italy? Yeah. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was a real bummer. So I think that's what spurred on. I'm getting. I don't want to speak for him, but I'm guessing that's where Liam uh, wanted to, you know, throw that into the discussion tonight is that uh, very famous, infamous draw from over the weekend in the Six Nations. But, you know, as I was saying, it's been a long offseason, David. We're finally here. Um, We are in week one officially. Uh, The defending MLR champions, our New England Free Jacks, are headed down to my old stomping grounds to visit a quickly assembled, awfully named Anthem Rugby Carolina, a.k.a. we're calling them around here, Healthcare RFC, uh, in Charlotte, woo, North Carolina. 
Uh, this feel-good team of mostly young, up-and-coming USA-eligible players, including some former and current Loney Free Jacks, is uh, designed for development of American players as we prepare, prepare for the World Cup in 2031. The name and branding are absolutely awful. I've said this many, many times on this show um, but the core mission is something all USA rugby fans can get behind. Um, we're essentially witnessing the Providence Bruins, who I love, by the way, big fan of them, competing in the National Hockey League. Uh, or the main Celtics, if you will, and the National Basketball League. A development team being elevated to the professional ranks um, and it's going to be a bit of a shit show, at least maybe for the first several weeks as they build chemistry and continuity. And I think there's a bit of a talent gap between pretty much everybody else and them. But the whole purpose of this is let these guys play together and get better and develop, uh, you know, years down the road. And hopefully some of these guys will be selected for the, the Eagles. And, uh, yeah, what do you make of this healthcare RFC team, Dave? I'm, you know, I'm with you. I think that they are, I think what is being done is really exciting. This is the best bet we have had to significantly improve our national team. Getting the MLR up and running, having a professional competition in America was, was a really, really great first step and i don't mean to denigrate every you know the hundred years of effort that was put into right. usa rugby before that i know people have bled and sweat for the eagles mm -hmm. but it's they had an uphill battle in a country with no real professional competition um totally it, as other countries developed professional competitions in the 90s when rugby was professionalized finally the gap grew those mm -hmm. countries got better faster than countries like the United States that didn't have one. So step one, taken care of. We have the MLR. Now what we need is resources so that the players who need the most time together and the most coaching can get it and can get lots of high-quality matches. Mm-hmm. Um, because in other countries, those guys would be scattered around professional teams and they'd be getting minutes um, for a lot of different reasons. We don't even get, it, don't even get into it. But co rugby countries tend to be pretty protectionist about their players and developing their own players. Right. Because international competition is so important. Look at Ireland where everybody's centrally contracted. Like Ireland <laughs> controls the contracts for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, professionals all work through a single unit and are distributed. And, and you know, there's player movement and stuff, but like it's administered. Yes. Right. So yep. it's hard to compete against that. Central your... planning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that means that talent who are coming up in the pipeline have to find their own minutes in America. You know, if this team didn't exist, these guys would be scattered around. Some would be getting some minutes on MLR teams. Um, mm -hmm. Some would be languishing on practice squads in MLR, working yeah. and learning and getting better, not to take away from that work either but they wouldn't be getting the play minutes that's what's the big right. difference they wouldn't be getting match minutes on mm -hmm. saturday and sunday right um now they're gonna get those minutes right they're gonna get the time mm -hmm. they need to get better they're gonna practice with very good teammates so i would really encourage everybody to go to america's rugby news look at the roster 
for anthem and it's broken up by position groups all right and what you see is like when you look at the props loose head and tight head you've got jake turnbull who's you know australian he's got five u.s caps he played in mm -hmm. seattle he's coming to anthem as one of the leaders right yeah um and you have joe um apicatoa tongan five caps five starts in super rugby 61 npc matches super experienced right mm. you've got those guys and then you've got young americans who are usa eligible who are going to yep. practice alongside those guys and then they're going to play on saturday against the best players in america yeah this this weekend they're playing against our new england free jacks right they're the defending gonna, champions they're going to test their metal iron sharpens iron and these guys are about to meet iron hell yeah right and it's it's exciting. It's gonna make them better, and that's kind of the model for how this team is put together. It's what you normally would expect: some senior guys with lots of experience, some younger guys who are being developed, but kind of exaggerated, right? Yeah. Um, and a real emphasis on what those younger guys can learn from the more senior players. Um, probably the most important position for that to look at is fly half so we have a, a tradition of importing fly halves for mlr in general and the, and the national team um and it's it's great but it's we've talked to tk about why is it hard to develop american fly halves right like it's a challenge mm -hmm. in north carolina you have three domestic qualified fly halves who are going to be playing underneath the backs coach for the u.s national team mm -hmm. right they're going to be getting position specific coaching from their head coach who's also the backs and attack coach for the eagles and one of these guys is going to pull on an eagles 10 jersey one day probably yep that's a big deal it's pretty cool so it could be I mean, who, who knows who it's going to be maybe it's maybe it's not one of these guys maybe they don't work out but eventually this team's going to help produce a fly half that's going to absolutely for the eagles that's cool so juan sebastian montez born in new jersey raised in argentina he's one of the development guys mm -hmm. um chase Suznevich, he's from north carolina he played at queen's university charlotte he was the captain he plays nine and ten nice and you have dave barry born in london um he's u.s qualified his father sure. is free jack's co-owner and yes jester's sevens team owner david barry yep. he played at ucla he's already been tied in with the usa falcons um this is great these think not just like oh man there's some guys who maybe you know aren't going to be able to cut it i also think they're going to do okay i think they're going to struggle a little bit against teams that are already established but absolutely find some stability it's a it's a real steep mountain that they have to climb sure is but the person leading that expedition, right, is Alama Yeremia. Okay, he's the head coach for the anthem. He's the backs mm -hmm. coach for the U.S. Eagles. He's Samoan. He played and coached mostly in New Zealand. He, but he played fifteens for Western Samoa. He played sevens for Western Samoa. He played fifteens for New Zealand. Hmm. Got himself a whole mess of caps. He wow. played sevens for New Zealand. He scored the first try that was scored in Super Rugby in 1996. He's a center. 
He's That's got crazy, his man. bona fides. He went on to have a good coaching career. He coached Manu Samoa. Um, he played with like Jonah Lombu, Tana Umaga. He's crazy. that era of all black, right? Wow. Um, does that automatically mean that he's a great coach? No. No. I mean, I, but is that pretty damn cool? Yes. Yeah, super cool. Has this guy cool. been around? Yeah. Um, I think that it's a huge challenge, but I think that he and the players that they've picked are pretty likely to be guys who are excited about that challenge, not mm-hmm. guys who are daunted by the challenge. Um, and for that reason, I'm really excited to watch Anthem this year. I think every major league rugby fan should also be kind of a fan of Anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. It's likely to be effective. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I, I can't look at 2031 and see what our team's going to look like. But you and I have been around rugby in the United States for a long time. How many times have you heard somebody talk about the sleeping giant? Oh, American so rugby? many, so many Until times. The, the alarm clock is ringing, right? Totally. The giant is going to wake up or it's not. And this, like, to me, Anthem forming is the alarm clock going off. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, the giant was there. People did a lot of work. People had to build the alarm clock. But now we're in the moment where things really could change. It really could be a genuine inflection point for USA rugby. And I think that's really exciting. On top of all these development guys, you have really exciting players. Um, Tarangatira. Waitakia, the back three utility back who's been down in Atlanta recently, right? He's obviously not in Atlanta anymore. He's in Charlotte now. Mm -hmm. And he's like a human highlight reel. I mean, this guy was one of Atlanta's best players for years. Um, You have guys like James Rivers, who's the lock, who's just drafted by um, San Diego. Um, He's a big deal. They traded him away for one year. they get his rights back in 2025. So he's spending this year with Anthem. Then he's going back to San Diego next right. year. Yep. He's a guy to keep an eye on. David Still is a center. He plays USA 7s. He's got MLR experience. He's Former American football there. player. Yep. Yep. Really brought him in. He knows what's going on. So the quality, it's not just like, oh, man, some kids who are going to, you know, be trying to hang. There's, there's a lot of talent on this team sure and they're going to be trying to bring development players along with them so the last player to keep an eye on is lucas gramlick okay okay he's a guy he is a multi-sport athlete in high school played baseball played football he wrestled he went to ucla played o-line at ucla right it was a football player his mm-hmm. senior year he tried out rugby turns out he's pretty good at it he caught the eye of the American Raptors, spent a year doing the Super Rugby Americas thing. Now he's in Charlotte. Lucas Gramlich is 6'8". He's huge. He is a big unit of a dude. These are the guys that people are talking about when they say right. sleeping giant. Yep. They're saying, oh, if we could just get some of those NCAA football players to cross over... And, you know, that is not the, the, that alone is not the solution to sure. rugby in America, but they're helpful guys to have. And yeah. it's, it's a question that sparks curiosity. 
right? What does a guy like that who has an elite athletic background and has changed sports a couple years ago, gotten a couple years of coaching, what's he going to look like in the MLR? I'm curious. I want to watch Lucas Gramlich play rugby. Everybody else should too. And this is what I think is really important. We're all going to get to by making no extra effort except watching the major league rugby teams we already like and are fans of, right? Exactly. Yeah. Whether you're a Dallas fan, New England fan, a DC fan, Chicago, Utah, wherever you are, whoever your favorite team is, they're going to play this team. You're going to watch them play Anthem. You're going to yep. learn a little bit about these players. People who are local sports fans, you know, uh, some guy in Chicago who loves every Chicago sports team found out what we got a rugby team. All right, I'm in. And now he's sure. a Hounds fan. He yep. doesn't care about USA rugby. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't have a reason to care. They're not a Chicago team. And that's his thing. Chicago mm -hmm. teams. But then Anthem are going to come to Chicago and he's going to see him play. Right. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to learn a little bit more about him. Oh, all right. All right. So these guys, what development for who? Oh, the national team. All right, that's cool. Th th these are the conversations that are going to happen because Anthem is in the league. That's yes. why I, I'm talking about the alarm clock ringing, right? And the giant may just wake up. Sure. It's really cool. I think it's really exciting. As somebody who has had too many conversations about rugby in the last two decades of my life with people where I'm like hopeful that at the end of the conversation, they care a little bit more about it and are, maybe are a little more curious. Yeah. Maybe check out the national team sometime or come to a game. Like, this is great. This is really, really good. It is. Um, it's really exciting. And if you don't care about any of that and you only care about the Free Jacks, well, there are like five Free Jacks on this team. That's a good right? point. It's a good point. Ivan Pula, loose head. He's on loan yep. currently. We talked yep. about him already. Connor Robinson is a hooker, BC guy, development contract with New England. Yep. Now he's down in Charlotte. Sean Yacobian, who was uh, one of our fly halves a couple seasons back, went to Chicago. He's also played for USA Falcons. Um, pretty good. Every time I've seen Yacobian play, I've liked the way he plays nine. You know, Scrum half, yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He's 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 a fun player to watch. He's somebody to keep an eye on down there. Kale Hodgson, who's been on the show. He's, <laughs> sure, he, yeah. Boy, he wants minutes, right? He Kale's sure does. Out there. He's hungry for time. Junior Gaffa also on loan down there. Great prospect, yeah. Yep. Like the two of the players who you might we don't know. We'll get a team sheet this weekend. I'll tell you, I'm ex more excited to see that Anthem team sheet than I am to see any other sure. team sheet except the Free Jacks. Right. Uh, we're gonna get a team sheet. We're gonna see which of these guys are on there. Like who who's doing what? It's exciting. It's cool. It is. Yeah. Like two of those guys might be free jacks. We might see Ivan Pula and Junior Goffa on that roster. And then we go, hell yeah. We hell get those yeah. guys back next year. They're going to have a whole season of development. They're playing against their future teammates right now. It's exciting. It's good. It's awesome. Uh, I Listen, man, I'm a little bit more fired up than I was previously. You know, I'm traveling down there on Friday cannot wait to get back to my old stomping grounds. You know, I'll try to visit my family about at least twice a year. So this is going to be one of those trips. You know, I'm going to hang out with the fam, head down to Columbia, South Carolina. The uh, the Gamecocks are hosting their own invitational sevens tournament that Saturday, which is going to be super, super exciting. And then, you know, the Sunday is the game, obviously. And uh, there's a bunch of uh, Rangers uh, like Kenny, you know, uh, Colonel Kenny, um, 
Ranger John, all of the the the, the, the usual suspects are going to be in Charlotte, um, and I'm just excited to show them, you know, my home city. My my sister's got some suggestions that she's thrown into the chat here, so I wanted to make note of that. She says, "Woohoo, go checkers!" Um, and uh, cannot wait for the game in Charlotte this weekend. Tons of great places to eat and visit for those traveling for the game. She also mentions here, she want to throw out some uh, local suggestions in terms of food spots. Flying Biscuit, Supperland, Pinkies, Open Kitchen, Mertz, Mama Ricotta, Things to Do, Freedom Park, Top Golf, Bowling Spots, plenty of breweries with outdoor scenes. I'll definitely recommend a brewery right now for the folks that are traveling down there. Uh, Catawba Brewing Company has an amazing spot in Charlotte. My favorite beer of all time is White Zombie. It is unreal. Uh, and I'll suggest one uh, thing to do as well. The NASCAR Hall of Fame is in Charlotte, guys. And a lot of the teams, the vast majority of the teams are in the Charlotte area. So if you want to go check out the NASCAR um, Hall of Fame, even if you're not a NASCAR person, there's a ton of interactive things to do there. Um, and just kind of get an idea of the culture of that, you know, Western North Carolina Appalachian culture. A lot of it is, is tied in with NASCAR and um, the history of it. So I would highly, highly recommend it. You won't be bored or feel like you've wasted your money on the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So that's my uh, Uncle Phil top suggestion there. In downtown Charlotte, it's easy to get to as well. But yeah, um, listen, it's just one of those things where like, it's going to be an emotional day for me in the sense of like, I've been preaching just like you have for a long time about the the, the great game of rugby. And I picked up a ball 30 miles west of Charlotte. And I've always, you know, you know, when we're kids, like growing up and trying, you know, playing this game, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had a professional team? But now they do have a professional team in Charlotte. So, you know, as a, as a Free Jacks guy, I moved up here 14 years ago um, and, and I'm an adopted son of New England. So, you know, I'm always going to root for the Free Jacks. But, you know, in the back of my mind, even though the name sucks and the branding is garbage, um, I will hope and pray that this team, you know, is successful other than playing us. I wish them well in the future, not just as a, you know, a, a Charlotte boy or a Carolina boy, but also because I care about USA Rugby, right? I want to see that development of this team down the road. I want us to do well at the World Cup in 31. So hopefully it kind of jolts this thing into further existence and continues to grow the game as we try to do on this channel as well in some small way um, to you know provide fan engagement and stuff like that. So yeah, man, um, I, I'm I'm just thrilled. It's, it's so cool. Um, yeah, it, it's awesome, man. So yeah, let's get to keys of the game. Um, and I, you know, cause you, you've went on a, a great rant here and I think it's very, very valuable information that you provided. I'm very, very excited to see Ivan and uh junior down there playing. And also the former free Jacks, like Connor Robinson is a damn good hooker. Like he yeah. tore it up in, um, mystic rivers, uh, games over in the fall. Yep. So I'm really, really excited to see him, you know, continue to develop as a player down there. But, um, he scored in, a bunch of tries for mystic. He sure did. Him. He sure he's, did. He's a real Real strong uh, carrier in that five. I agree, and hopefully he gets the start. I want to see a lot of these former Free Jacks and current Free Jack Lonies getting the, some playing time um, down there in Charlotte uh, against our Free Jacks. So, yeah, my like my mom, my sister's coming to the game. My, my little nephew's coming to the game. So we got him a Free Jacks jersey like a year ago. So he'll be wearing that at the game. It's just super, super cool, man. I'm so, so excited. But uh, let's get to the key to the game. For me – you know, we're talking about, oh, this is Charlotte's in the league. It's so cool. For me, it's no mercy. All right. Uh, let, let, they going to learn today. 
All right. They're going to learn when they're playing the defending champions, New England Free Jacks. The only way this team of youngsters is going to learn is through playing meaningful quality minutes. And unfortunately, in this early stage of their development, they're going to get their heads handed to them um, in MLR. This is going to be one of those games, the Free Jacks, are on a different path this season. And after losing in a meaningless preseason game, the Free Jacks need to make a big statement. That king of the hill is still on top, right? And one way that they can make a big statement is just absolutely slaughtering uh, the uh, the young boys and, you know, the the, the other guys, the, the cap, you know, the captain and the leadership group there in Charlotte that are helping these kids along. Uh, there's no better way to send that message than dropping a hydrogen bomb on the heads of Healthcare RFC. No mercy. This is curb stomping time. This is you want to see the, the the defending champions flexing their muscles all over Charlotte. What's yours? Um, mine is just fundamentals. Okay, it's the first first competitive game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, if I'm looking at a team I'm coaching in this situation, I really want to see we, so we know they have a developed game plan like that. Yeah. They have a game plan that worked last year at one championship. They've talked about, you know, adding things, but not reinventing the wheel this year. So like they've got a good game plan. They're going to be looking to execute. Right. So then what do we, what do we want? What do we need to win? We need to catch the ball. We need to win our set piece. We need to make our tackles. If we do that, we're going to walk away with a pretty big victory. Yeah. Right? Like, if, if we do the fundamental stuff right, we have a proven championship-winning game plan that has been iterated on and improved since then. That's scary as hell. It is scary. Like, that's that's rough. <laughs> and yeah. we have the players to implement that game plan. We know. 100%. We've done it. We've seen it. We did it against San Diego in a championship, and we won. It's pretty cool. I was there. You are there. It was exciting. It was like, great. So that team is going to try to bring that momentum down to Charlotte this weekend. And they, as long as they do those fundamental things right, they're going to. You know, they're going to execute on the game plan and they're going to walk away with a pretty solid victory. A what sizable your, victory. Uh, yeah. What's your score prediction? I can't wait. To oh, boy. That. And, you know, in our Outrider chat prior to going live tonight, I said that my prediction would be outrageous. Um, and, yeah. You know, there's there's situations where kind of like that game in Toronto where Toronto last season, uh, by the way, rest in peace, Arrows. Um, but they the Free Jacks caught them where they were a lot of injuries that they had. And, you know, there was certain circumstances there that just weren't fantastic. And the Free Jacks absolutely exploited that and ran away with the game. And we were all watching it on the watch along with me and Bozo, and we just un- we could not believe what we saw there. Like it was yeah. unreal. Um, and I think that we're going to see something very, very similar to that in this scenario. <laughs> well, I kind of hope we do, and I kind of hope we don't, Phil. I've never felt this torn. Uh, I tell you, man, this is you know. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago about how you know if you don't have a, a team and you're watching this for whatever reason, welcome. But you know, maybe your team is Charlotte because you don't have you're a neutral, you don't have an MLR um, team in your market. You should root for Charlotte because they are the future of USA Rugby. Um, I kind of you know went cold on that a little bit with the branding because it broke my heart. But um, I will say this. In terms of my prediction, this is not a bit. 
this is absolutely not yeah. a bit. I take my predictions pretty seriously around here. Uh, this is a legitimate score prediction, ladies and gentlemen. If the mighty New England Free Jacks were to ever score 100 points, <laughs> it would be this first ever game against these young Padawans, right? Um, so hashtag Jacks by 90, Carolina 10, Healthcare RFC 10. They're going to score some points. We'll give them 10. New England 100. One motherfucking hundred points will be scored in Charlotte, North Carolina, in my home city, um, against these uh, these uh, these young players. That's it. That that's that's the score. One hundred to ten. Well, I I made a prediction, a real prediction. I didn't roll dice or anything. Okay. Um, and it was based on the idea that the wheels do not fall off of Charlotte. Wow that they put together after four weeks of practice. That's why I held up four fingers at the beginning when you were talking about how little time they had. This I, thought team, you meant four, like... I thought you meant a four horseman, you know, the, oh. the uh, <laughs> nature boy, Ric Flair. Right. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. That would have been more clever. But no, four yeah. weeks, four weeks. Um, yeah. They had four weeks to get ready for the season. Four Not like weeks. it was a secret project that we only found out about four weeks ago. No, like four weeks ago, there was a decision made to form this team, even though the season was fast approaching, even though the schedule had been made. Um, my understanding is that basically the money offer from World Rugby was take it or leave it. We're not going to make this offer again when you feel like it's a better time. We're Incredible. This offer now. And the MLR owners came together and decided that it was, you know, an offer that they were going to accept. Um, I'd love to down the road get somebody on the show, hear more about how all that came together. Maybe when all the, the dust has settled a little mm-hmm. bit around it, mm-hmm. um, and any any wounds have healed. But that's what happened four weeks ago. We found this out. They've pulled it together. They've got a, they've got a roster that is. I tell you, it's a lot better than I could have put together in four weeks. Um, sure, they had the USA hawks falcons systems you know to to pull from so it's not like they had to reinvent it from whole cloth but four weeks four weeks i think you're right that we it's a good chance that we catch them at a real bad time i'm hopeful that you know a a veteran coach has who has international experience where you are often working in camps and not in real development systems because you don't have the resources to get the players together i think that it's going to be a, a, a good change from that. And I'm hopeful that, um, that they will be able to pull it together. They'll keep the wheels on. Are we going to, are they going to win? No. Anthem's going to score eight points. The free Jacks are going to score 35 points. It's going to be pretty obvious victory for the free Jacks, but it's early in the season. I don't think we will have fully formed Voltron, right? We're, we're not going to be, we're not going to be throat slitting, you know, murderers like we were by the time we rolled into Toronto, you know, mm. late in the season when mm-hmm. we had really gelled. Um, Anthem should be healthy. They, you know, they should have all their players available uh, or close to it. You know, people always pick up a couple dings, but I haven't heard any like major like, oh no, so and so is hurt. Right. Yeah. Not, not at a not at a Anthem. Um, and so, I think I, I'm hopeful we get a good game. I mean, I want to see the Free Jacks score. 
three tries in the first 20 minutes and it's like real obvious who's going to win that game. <laughs> yeah. But I'd love to see Anthem score, right? Like I I I, I can say it cuz I don't work for the Free Jacks, right? If if you're on the Free Jacks payroll, you don't want to yeah. see Anthem score a single point. Right. But I think like even if you're a Free Jacks fan and you want to see him score 100 points, I think it's okay to be like I hope one of those Anthem boys gets a try though, right? Like Sure. Let's let's do it like i'm so stoked for this game hell yeah um man you know every time i listen to you dave this is you know one of the many reasons why we have you on the show is like oh shit uh, maybe i did uh over inflate my score here um you know they're going to get better and it's going to be only up from here right like in terms of their development you know you get one game under your belt and you kind of realize what you need to fix and all that sort of stuff and where you need to develop so this team could be decent by the end of the season i just think that you know at the beginning here they've had four weeks which is insane to come together as a team and develop all of that sort of stuff that's not a lot of time at all but again you, you mentioned a great point is the free jacks you know we're coming right out of preseason so they, they've got some kinks to work out as well, but they are the defending champions and we've retained like 65% of our roster. Right. I'd, and, rather have, yeah. I'd rather have these kinks than those kinks. Exactly. Right. Like exactly. Everybody's got a little yeah. things to sort out, but 100%. they're going to have, they're going to have way more than we do. Yep. I was talking to my mom on the phone earlier today and, um, I was like, Mama, I think we're gonna beat him really bad, like really, really bad. It's gonna be <laughs> really fun to watch. Emotionally prepare. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> listen. <laughs> this game don't get too invested in Charlotte. Save it right. for the week after. No, no, no. They're all wearing free jack stuff, man. I've already. Okay. I'm bringing stuff down. So yeah, we're we're free jacks people. Um, and I I, she it. was like, "Well, we're not gonna make fun of them, are we?" I was like, "No, mama, we ain't gonna make fun of them. No, hell no." Uh-oh. I love it. I love your accent coming out <laughs> just because we're talking about your mama. Yeah, yeah, exact yeah. same thing. My mom's yeah. from East Tennessee, so yeah, yeah. So um, there you go. The other thing that I thought of when I was I was actually talking to my wife about this before we went live, I was like, I'm excited. I got to channel it somewhere. <laughs> um, imagine this scenario. You talked about them getting good by the end of the season, right? Right. As they come together, you know, you sort out your, your, your players, you sort out your systems. Um, imagine it's late in the season. There's not much of a playoff race because so many teams make it, but there is a cutoff right yeah and there's gonna be teams flirting around that cutoff mm-hmm. and say i i don't know the specific schedule so i get to make it up say old glory roll into charlotte right right there's only, there's only one or two weeks left in the season they need a win they need they need five points to stay in the playoffs because they haven't mm-hmm. had a great season but they're still in the hunt and they're like boys we can still make the postseason anthem they haven't won a match, or maybe they've won one, right? Yep. They got a squeaker and a tie. They're feeling pretty good about being something and, you know, one and one and a lot, right? Yep. Um, they beat DC, right? They I would love win. to see they that. Get their second win of the season. DC, would love to see it. DC doesn't make it into the playoffs. They needed all those points, right? Does Anthem go? No. Anthem's no. not going either, but Nola no. goes through instead, right? Yeah. Could be interesting. It could be interesting. They don't have to be world beaters to give no. us some interesting stories this season. And I think that's the way I'm going to approach 
watching Anthem matches. I, I'll tell you now, I'm watching every Anthem match. I don't, you know, I try to watch most of the games or watch the good games. You know, you hear sure. what's the day, the, the, the day's done. You're like, oh, you got to watch that Seattle-Utah game. It was a it was a great one. Oh, okay, cool. That's the game I'll watch tomorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. Can't watch. I personally don't have time to watch every MLR game every week. Same. But I, I will be watching the Anthem matches each week. I want to see this team play. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna be good, and I I really hope that one of those one of those weeks I'm tuning in, something interesting happens. They're gonna affect the league. They don't have to win it to affect it. Yeah, I mean they certainly in that scenario they're gonna be very very impactful, and I would love to see that happen. I, let's replace uh, Nola in that scenario with Miami, and then I would yeah. absolutely be thrilled with that result yeah. for sure. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. But uh, yeah, that's gonna close her out, I believe, with this particular preview the first of the season they we've done this for three seasons now it's crazy to think about we're in our third season of mlr as a podcast show um but yeah um best of luck to anthem we wish them well in the future but they're going to get their butts tanned this weekend by the the mighty new england free jacks and it's gonna be glorious to see i can't wait to see all the rangers there in charlotte i will introduce you to my lovely family who are very very nice people much nicer than i am uh and with that being said uh i've got one word for you in three two one huzzah